Coach Guns and Adrianosaurus. Super Coach Guns and Adrianosaurus. Hello, ladies and gents. You're back for episode three of the NRL Super Coach Guns and Adrianosaurus podcast. We are doing team previews. Um, we've covered the first four teams. We've obviously done the Penrith Panthers. Then we went into the Para Eels, um, the Cowboys, and the Rabbitohs. So we're going to go off with the next three teams in this uh, podcast. We'll also cover our teams because I'm sure, even though we recorded not long ago, we're nuffies for Super Coach Nathan and I. So we've made changes to our teams. We'll go through that as well. We're going to cover the Raiders. Who else did I say? Melbourne Storm uh, oh. and the Cronulla Sharks. That's who we're doing yeah. in this uh, episode. Nathan from Super Coach Guns, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course, a lot, lot of intrigue with those three teams, particularly the Melbourne Storm. There's a lot, to, there's a lot of uh, talk for there, mm. and uh, yeah, looking to get into it. Yeah, it should be um, interesting to chat all of those teams. I think. Um, you know, probably more so there's a couple of questions with the Raiders team. And there's definitely some questions with the Melbourne storm. I think for the most part, the Cronulla sharks are a fairly settled, um, you know, team a settled 17, but we'll go through the, how we think they're going to line up for, for, for their top 17 for round one. Again, reminder to everybody that, you know, you don't know who's going to get the run in the 13 jumper. Neither do we. And, and, until TLT, and we know a lot of coaches do funny buggers as well. They might name it and then change it on, on you know, run mm. on. Um, so all, it, it is a bit of speculation, but we'll give you our best guess. We're obviously going to cover the Raiders tonight, and I'm a Raiders fan. So I want to give you my absolute best efforts of what I have heard in the old preseason, the training sessions that I've watched, and what I think could possibly happen you know, maybe um, with a bit of luck for us, for our super coach teams. We'll kick it off with our teams. Um, I know for myself, I've made a few changes. And here, here's a shock horror for you. Um, I pulled Harry Grant out of my team, finally. No, no, I did no, it. No. Well, you can, we can talk about it when we see my team. Um, the simple fact of the matter is, is the more that I talk about going the cheap front row you know, I had Jack Hetherington last time, didn't I, as my starting mm. front row. Or was it um, the manly bloke? Um, Kepi. Yeah. So I just felt like it was just relying too much on a, on a cheapie in there. And having a cheapie as your first benchy, I feel more confident about. And I wanted to get up to at least midi. I don't know if I'm going to keep it there because there's actually some things that I'm waiting on. I'd rather have higher priced players in other positions and hope that my lower priced ones get the run. And I'll go through those players who I'm hoping for. And if I get any one of those ones I'm hoping for, I get my extra couple of hundred thousand and I can get my not Harry Grant kid, uh, hooker back up to Harry Grant. So, but I have, he's, he's out um, at this point in, in time, but we'll kick it off with your team, Nathan. You go through your um, super coach team as it stands now. Mm-hmm. All right. So the starters I have the two hookers that will never change, no matter how many people tell me Reese Robson's a better buy, because he's not. It's very clearly Grant and Grant and Smith. There you're right, two hookers. Um, yeah, there's been some emergence, you know, you got Tanner Boyd who's hooker half back. Um, I'd actually rather run with one half one gun half back. Because you know that Nico had one year, right? And he had to dally it. He was very good last year. But there's no historical proof that he does this all again or breaches an 85 average, 86 average again, you know. There's no guarantees he does that. So I'm like, I will wait and see. In all likelihood, Hines does, you know, his big season again. He's just an elite player probably. But I'm not going to spend 900000 and assume that he's going to score 86 every week. I'm going to instead go for a value play, which we'll get to a bit later on. But, yeah, Grant and Smith, best, best use of my money, I think, there. Um, then we move to the front row. Uh, we saw, I think last, I don't know if it was last podcast or before, but we saw Tom Gilbert was confirmed mm. as a starting lock. Well, I've locked him into my front row, you know, pretty affordable. Uh, I feel like he's good for some big minutes, you know, 60 minute lock forward. It's a pretty good value at 490k. Um, Daniel Safi still there. Bench cheapies. I've currently got Xavier Wilson and Franklin Pele. Though Willison could be Sean Kepi if I have, yeah, no, I have Sean Kepi and Franklin Pele. Sorry, yeah, Sean Kepi and Franklin Pele is my two front rowers. We went through why 
last time, so I won't do that again. Uh, then I've got Nanai, Ghana, and Katoa as my second rowers. Mm. Uh, Fafina not being on Foran's edge doesn't fill me with a world of confidence. I've seen the numbers for Fafina on Tanner Boyd's edge, but even those numbers means that he's priced at what you're paying for. You're buying Fafina for value, um, in my opinion, and it's not going to be value with Foran's not on that edge, you know. So I'm going to lock in Nanai because I, he's got that soft draw. And I think he's good for almost a try a week early on, which we've, we've, which we've covered before. Garner and Katoa, well, Garner's a pretty obvious one. We think he's going to stay on the left edge for Penrith. So, you know, you lock him in. Um, Elias Katoa, you know, he should be starting for Melbourne, which we'll get to eventually. Um, but, yeah, if he's starting for Melbourne, he's underpriced. He averaged, I think, very high 50s, early 60s as a back, starting back row for New Zealand. So that should, that should, uh, he should return to that output or even more. Jermaine Hopgood is my first, he's my bench second rower, one of my bench second rowers. He's a pretty obvious pick, isn't he? Yep. Yep. Um, then I've got Jack Hetherington and Trey Mooney. Yep. Uh, what's the talk of Trey Mooney? Well, we're going to be doing the, the Raiders today. Yeah, so I'll give you my two cents on them. I'll give you my two yeah. cents on Katoa as well. Yeah, perfect. Uh, Petherington, we know he might be on an edge. If he's on an edge, beautiful. If he's not, I'm going to take him to a cheaper second rower who might start, might not. Halfbacks, and this is where I've gone a bit interesting. I had Cleary and Hughes in the first podcast. I had Cleary and Hines in the second podcast. <laughs> Yeah. And in the third podcast, I have Cleary and Sam Walker. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've already we, – we I covered it with the whisper of the old um, Roosters, I think we did, and and I said I'm not pro-Sam Walker because I said it's just this weird anomaly where Cleary is the dominant half, but he's not the do- dominant super coach scorer. He's kind of like got the cronkness about him. He's not actually mm. – he had those, that little short game stint where he averaged 75, and last year he returned to normal, didn't we? It wasn't good yeah. super coach. Um, Kiri is a dominant half, but – and so that could take away from Sam Walker, but look, he's going to goal kick. Um, he's probably of the ones in that price, but I probably even – I'd put him up there with Hughes if you want a running um, fire, uh, half or you want the goal-kicking one in a good team there as well. Sam Walker's your guy. Yeah, he is. But um, I do I, I do have that caveat there that I think Kiri will be the dominant half, um, which will take ball from Sam Walker, but not actually yeah. relate to great, great points for Kiri. Well, the interesting thing is that, well, when, in your opinion, when did the Roosters click? Next last year, like after the first buy, yeah, after their buy, yeah. yeah, and they went on a bit of a hot streak, yeah, yeah. So let, let's just do the numbers live right now. So he scored four one thousand four hundred twenty three points last year, and in the lead up to uh, before that first buy, he scored eight hundred thirty five of them, right? So in that time, he scored five hundred eighty eight points in one two three four five six seven. Okay, so he scored 588 points in eight games for a 73.5 average. And the Roosters should be very well settled this year. They've got a halves combination, which has now had two a full season and two pre-seasons to gel together, and it did towards the back part of last year. They've got an even better hooker now. Um, Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. Sure. Hines down to Sam Walker, at a loose guess, what do you think the difference in points will be? Say Ma- 10, ra- 10, 10 rounds in. 10, 10 points? 10. Well, I mean, that's what people are doing with Robson. They're saying soft Cowboys draw. I reckon he's mm-hmm. going to be 10 points less than um, Grant at, at a max, and he's 200k yep. cheaper. So I understand yep. the, log- I understand this, yeah. the logic of your move, and I understand the logic of people going and saving 200k on Harry Grant down to Robson. I think they're both going to do a good enough job to get within 10 points of the mm. premium. And the thing I look, yeah, both of those moves will work. And if you're getting both, you're probably carrying, I'm guessing, a stacked full front row forward pack or a stacked second row because it's very possible to go with two gun fullbacks at this level uh, with the amount of center wing options we have. Yep. Um, 
5-8, Burton, Schuster, pretty simple. If Munster's fullback, I'll drop everything for him, pretty much. Agreed? Yep, I will, if he starts fullback. Yep. yep. Um, center wings, okay? Mm. I have Lachlan Miller. Yeah. We yep. know he's uh, all – has he been fully confirmed? He's all but confirmed. Not confirmed, but this is it, – it, it's happening now. There was a bit of question about whether or not the player swap was actually going to happen because there was some report the Sharks didn't weren't really keen on anyone in particular. Um, but they're going to release him. They're going to take a young up-and-comer uh, from the Knights. And, well, I've been very vocal about the statistics that come with Lachlan Miller at fullback. You know, he's got a 45-point base. He averages 67 at fullback. And most of that was in a Sharks team that faded a little bit in the back part of last year. So, you know, he, he's not quite – and he's undervalued because he didn't play enough games as well. Oh, so there's a lot just, of value there. You know, yeah, he's probably undervalued for what he could do, maybe a fullback, but he's he's kind of awkwardly priced. He's he's, he's priced oh, yeah. decently enough. He's, I mean, it's only 80K to Val, and it's it's more expensive than Brian Toto. Oh, no, he's cheaper than Toto. Is he cheaper than Toto? Couple yes, of couple of dollars. Uh, fifty thousand out. Oh radio, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just—it's such an unknown. I don't think he's played enough first grade for me to take a risk on, and I'm actually going nothing expensive in my center wing. So Ooh. that's my build. I'm going cheap as chips to the old center wing. Uh, but mm. and I did have Val on our last chat, which was an absolute premium. You were saying yeah. Murray Tulagi last time. I probably prefer Lachlan Miller to him. I think a fullback, you know, yeah. and I think he probably helps the Knights' prospects as well as a t- in a team. What are, what are you, are you yeah. going to do with Lachlan Miller if a Ponga doesn't – isn't probably a danger of not being there for round one? Yeah, and I think that actually maybe benefits Lachlan Miller even more because the attack doesn't revolve around Caelan Ponga. It'll just be a general attack. You know, Jackson Hastings is playmaking. We're setting everything up for, you know, Tyson Gamble and – to get the ball out to Lachlan Miller out wide, essentially. And then he, he can finish things off. So if we haven't got Caelan Ponga round one, I won't be very mad at all. Plus yep. you've got a soft draw for Newcastle too. It's a pretty it's a pretty nice pick yep. if you can stomach the lack of experience. Radio. Um, the Hammer, we said that it looks like he's training at fullback yeah. for the Dolphins. So that's a good sign. Uh, Shans, Nickel Clockster, um, Pretty obvious fullback. He's available in the center wing. He's pretty cheap. Moving on, Remus Smith, I've covered before. Undervalued in a Melbourne Storm team. It's a pretty good, pretty good gear. Uh, Tyrell Sloan is the new addition on my center wing bench. Yeah. Um, because it looks like it might be Sean Russell on the right wing for Parramatta. Yeah, well, <clears throat> some of the spies down at training have said that's where he's yeah. training. So and that's it could I'm... be putting the kibosh on Hayes Dunster. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm going to have to go out there and have a look myself later on and see what's uh, what is going on with my own eyes. Uh, so Sloan's in there. He should be. He, he's pullback, right? Ramsey, I can't see him playing much this year if he's got such a bad illness. So mm-hmm. the focus will be Tyrell Sloan. And he's been very heavily hyped in an NRL sense for a long time. So it wouldn't shock me if this is his breakout year per se. Um, I've got placeholder right now, but Corey Allen from the Roosters. Yeah, I just I just think that he might land on that right wing. It's value in a top four team, you know, to have a winger in such a dominant attacking side. That's a good move. Um, plus, he's really cheap. He's like two sixty thousand. That's really good value. Then you've got from the Titans, Alafina Khan Pereira. I think we all know if he starts, he's on debut. Nice and cheap to bring him in. Yep. Uh, fullbacks, pretty simple. Teddy and Trell. Like it. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, y- your main changes in there are you've made a change in the halves um, and you've gone down to to, to get some cash um, to get Lockie Miller, which is the new shiny addition to the old Knights uh, lineup. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, we'll move on to me. Uh. Yeah, I floated there that I've gone and moved out Harry Grant. My reasoning is very similar to your Hines uh, as well. Look, I had um, 
Jacob Safidi, oh, sorry, Dan Safidi and Jack Hetherington as my starting front row. I kept you on the bench. There's not, I'm not saying that I, I, I couldn't go back to that because when we move on to sort of positions, we can sort of think about where can you go cheap? When you, where can you go cheap and where can't you go cheap? I'm, I'm a big believer that you possibly can go cheap in the front row. If Sean Kepi, you know, runs on and he looks like he's going to get 50 minutes, he'll probably score 55, you know, um, which is acceptable in the front row. What you people are going to go get tapping, you'll get 65. It's 10 points. So you save yourself 400K, you know, from a tapity down to a Kepi. It's still plausible that you can do it. But at the moment, just because I like to just make changes in my team and look for a nice balanced team, I've gone logically and said, well, I save a couple of hundred thousand going to Robson. I was a very happy owner of Robson last year. I ran home with him and Harry Grant. Uh, and it's a soft Cowboys draw. So I've got him in there currently. But well, when we get to my second row, you can hear what my plans are to go back to Harry Grant. So that's a position that I've gone to have a higher price player in another position. And if I get, get what I want, the cheaper player gets picked. Um, and then I can get back up to Harry Grant. Brandon Smith. I think it's a no brainer on your bench. Um, look, I think you can go Robson Grant and um, look, um, you, you could be real gutsy and go cook. They've got a pretty tough draw, but we, you know, cook had a good year last year. If you've got one of them as your main one, I think you're fine. Harry Grant will be the top scoring one. We have no, you and I both agree on that yeah. one. Um, in the front row, I did. I brought in Tom Gilbert. Um, that was the the real draw card and reason why I did downgrade in the hooker because I was like, look, he's going to be starting in the back row. He's young. I thought, I think he's probably in the top three signings they've had, maybe even the best mm. signing they've had. I think he's probably going to get 55 minutes. And, that, and I think he's looked a likely customer. So someone who can pick in the front row who's playing in the back row, he he's one of those talented players that can play back row, lock, front row you know he's he can play all of them um so i just wanted to get him in there he's got um the handy jewel as well which is um pretty useful um dan safidi is my other one so i've beefed up the front row to middies at least and i'm not relying on jack hetherington to start um jack hetherington is on my bench um i've got him in there on the front row bench uh, and i've gone with moali um as well uh in the second row i've got cameron murray uh in there Look, I went from David Fafita. I originally went down to Nanai. Um, I've just gone and changed this last build to um, Cam Murray. In a perfect world, you want Cam Murray, Angus Crichton, and then you can have a Dave Fafita slash Nanai, an attacking lane, whatever you want, an attacking one. I'm never going to have to worry about Cam Murray, am I? He, it's him and Angus. You, you bolted on. Come on. He was. Look at last year. Who was your top three second row forwards? Oh, on average. Lane. Yeah, well, I mean, and and IPAP, you know, you're picking the front row, which was great. He's gone to a different club. Lane, you know, that we wonder, we wonder if the Eels are going to go backwards this year. The Souths are a steady team. Latrell's going to be there right from round one. Um, I think Cameron, Cameron Murray is a nice um, anchor for your second row forward. I've got Adam Elliott in there at the moment. Um, you really you know, have been podcasting with the Whisperer. <laughs> Adam Elliott. Well, he was at the Raiders last year and I loved him. I was so yeah. sad that he left. Look, he's going to start at lock there for the Knights. I'm not bolted onto this one, but, um, you know, I had Alicia Katoa. We're going to go through the Melbourne Storm, how I think they're going to line up. I think it's going to be Trent Loero or Alicia Katoa. And so in reality, I'm going to have Harry Grant and I'm going to have whoever gets that second row spot. If it's Alicia Katoa, or Trent Loero, who's cheaper than Alessia Katoa. So mm. someone's going to be starting on that edge with Tarek, and, and I think it could be one of those two guys. In that event, that's the saving I need from Adam Elliott down. If, let's let's say, something weird happens and they go with Josh King Nelson. Or, or Nelson goes down there and these two guys are starting on the bench, my safety blanket is a starting Adam Elliott, who I think is a talented footballer. I think in that Knights pack, he's probably going to play – Better minutes than he played at the Raiders. And he scored well last year. He's going to do better minutes than he did at the Raiders over there at the Knights. I guarantee you. He has got a weird, you know, well, Ricky and O'Brien are kind of lunatic coaches, aren't they? But I um, I don't think Kurt Mann's a 13. <laughs> I think that Elliot, they'll mm -hmm. get there and they'll just be surprised how much better than what they've got on deck there. El Elliot is. He's a pretty handy footballer. So he's in my team at the moment. I've got Luke Garner as my third um 
second row forward. We've discussed that at length. He he looks bolted on to come into that second row forward. Jermaine Hopgood looks all but um, sewn up to start in the 13. I've still got Ray Stone in there. Um, yeah, Gilbert has has been given the, the 13, but do you honestly think he's not going to play more than – he's not going to play 40 minutes off the bench? He's going to play 40 minutes. Mm. I reckon. Well – Look, it just depends on how Jared Wallace and SASA play or train, you know. I, I think Gilbert's rostered on for 60. I, I'm not sure if you're in a grant to that. I think he's good for a 60-minute synth, 30 in each half. Um, and then Nichols and Bromwich, you'd play for mid-40s probably. And then, you know, it just depends on how they make up their bench. Okay. Really. Well, if they put an edge back rower on the bench, then, yes, I think Stone's good for 40. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this question. When you go down from Jermaine Hopgood, who are your other two? You got Trey Mooney was one of them, I think, you had? Yeah. And who's um, that? Hetherington. Oh, Hetherington. Yeah. So, yeah. look, you know, I I could have Hetherington in there, um, but I'm obviously going to have to do something with Hayes Dunster because it doesn't look like he's going to come up and he's currently in my team. So um, going down to Stone gives me 34 32k, which I need to get him up to an actual player. Um, look, I think that's Ray Stone. He'll probably get 40 minutes. The Whisper and I were talking about the Dolphins today. It hasn't been released yet, but we were saying if you don't, even if he doesn't quite get 40 minutes, he's only 240k. This it's not going to yeah. hurt you. Last year we had Bloor, we had Kelma Tuolagi was going down with an injury all the time. Worst yeah. case scenario, it hasn't been a huge outlay in costs, so you, you can take a punt in there. I think they've got an aging, they've got an old pack, you know, the, the, the Dolphins. Pack. So I think Ray Stone, the only thing that I'm worried about is he's just coming off an ACL, you know, yeah. so that, that worries me a touch. Um, Trey Mooney, I've got in there at the moment, but that's a tentative, you know, when I watch. He could be the bench start. Um, and if he is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll think. I think I'd own him. Yeah. yeah, I think he's um he's a real talent. I don't think that well, we'll go who I think is going to start yeah. there. I don't think they're going to be in there for huge minutes, and I think he'll still get decent enough minutes. And I think he will yeah. come on and probably go into the thirteen. Um, Nathan Cleary and and Hines, it should be pointed out to people that they both have the the buy in round thirteen. Both of them. In the same. That's week. the other thing I saw. That's the other thing I saw. That's why I went a different half. Yeah, so that's something that you've got to think about because, you, you know, you're going to be taking out two of the most expensive premium players unless you trade. And I think if you're someone who's going with Cleary and Hines, you don't want to trade in there all year long, really. So if you're prepared to take um, an AE, go for it. But you're taking out two expensive, like hugely expensive players, two hugely scoring players out of your team for that round 13. Um, Matt Burton, I've gone in. I'm growing. It's growing on me. Um, Munster interests me. I'm I'm saying Dillbags is going to uh, be good this year again, uh, and I think Burton. I re- I'm tipping him to do better than Cody Walker this year. I think Latrell is the man when it comes to South. So yeah. I'm tipping. Um, well, I mean, I, I think he'll still be good. I just think that. Yeah. Well, how much did I whinge about scoring last year? The way scoring goes now, they give it to the sweeping fullback. Cody Walker for Super Coach purposes is mm. not going to do as well this year. He's no. not going to. And the Bull- Bulldogs don't have a sweeping fullback either. Yeah. Like, it just means that Burton's pretty much getting all the cutouts and the assists. Yeah. So, yeah, and he's I, gonna I agree with kick. you. Yeah, he's going to goal kick. Um, Schuster hasn't left my team since the start of season. Um, yeah. Over the um, centres, I've gone with Isaac Thompson. Um, you know, there is the Milne factor. And, and yeah. that's something that you've got to think about. You're going to have to go in blind as well because Milne's not going to be there for their first game. Um, but I have the faith. Did you watch Isaac Thompson last year and like what you saw? Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. So that's what I'm basing it off. Uh, I, do, yeah. I do I do like what I see. Uh, and I'm going to say at the moment, I think I'm going to lock him in to start and hold Milne out. That's, that's, I, that's I, look, if I'm an NRL coach, I'm agreeing with you, right? I'm not. The, the only reason I don't own him is because some NRL coaches do stupid things. And I don't know if Demetrius is one of them because he's only been coaching for a year. And look, do I have players that I can take to Isaac Thompson? Most certainly. So it will be no issue for me to get him in if I need to. Yeah. Well, I'm because I'm going cut price there. So, you know, that's why we're. Um... While we while we've got him in there because I haven't got an expensive one, have I? 
Mm. Um, you know, moving on, I've gone with Chan's Nickel Clock Star. He's in there, fullback playing and in the fullback. Oh, sorry, a, a fullback uh, you can pick in your centers. Remus Smith, um, I've got him in there because. It's pretty – he's a safe pick. There's a lot of um things up yeah. in the air. And he's – I mean, I had Tommy Talao in there. We don't know. It, it, it's very possible. Yeah, there's that options. Yeah. yeah. It's very much um not known. It looks pretty solid that Remus will be in the start – you know, in the, in the starting 17. Yeah. So I've got him in there now just because he's a well, as close as you can get to a bolted on. Look, I've got Hayes Dunster in there at the moment. That'll have to be something that I'll have to rethink if it is Russell – um, I'd love if we could get someone that cheap um, and get him in, uh, but we don't know. And, and the mail I'm hearing is that it's not the case. So if I was planning my team now, I'm probably going to sit down this afternoon and, and have a little fid- fiddle with it. Look, everything's brilliant. If, uh, you know, the Loyero or Alessia Katoa get it, because I'll I'll drop down Adam Elliott to one of those lads and I'll have some extra cash to do some things with. But it's Hayes Dunster at the moment. Um, I've got the Hammer on the bench. I mean, I could just switch those around. Hammer um, on the bench. He, he, you know, I'm hearing things that it's it's going to be Tessie New off into the centers. So at the moment, just based on what I'm hearing from training and stuff, it looks good for Hammer. I want to have him in there at the fullback. Alamotti, um, there is the Perham factor. If Perham goes to fullback to start the year, um, yeah. it's going to mean uh, old mate goes over. What's, I always forget his name. Avarillo goes to centre. Yeah, Avarillo to the centres, and that puts the kibosh on Alamotti. Um, so there could be some things we're going to have to change in our centre wing. Yeah, um, well, as you say, if Hayes Perham does get the fullback, we'll have to own him. You know, because he's, he's averaged pretty, I think he's averaged, you know, high 40s in his time at fullback in the past. Yeah. So, well, I mean, and you can't own Alamotti in that case. So, um, yeah. and look, there is, he is young and he is raw. So, you know, maybe they don't want to rush him in. He's in there at the moment. Um, but, you know, that's on the proviso that he, he comes in for round one. Uh, and I've gone the same. Khan Pereira there from the Titans and all um, early mail is that he's um, jagged a spot in there, 17. Tedesco and Latrell Mitchell, in the fullback position. Um, that's the team as it stands now. Look, I'm going to um, have a fiddle um, because I'm going to probably just, I want to have, you know, look, when we go through the Melbourne storm, that's when I'll probably make my change. I'll get my team back to organize, but that's how it looks at the moment. Um, all right, well, let's move it on to um, the lineups, uh, how we think they're going to um, line up one to 17. Uh, we'll start with the Raiders. I'm obviously a big Raiders fan. Um, I'll go through how I think they're going to line up and you can give me your two cents as well, what you think. Um, Xavier Savage in the one, Kotrick, Chris and Tomoko in the centres, Jordan Rapanda on the other wing. Jack Whiten and Jamal Fogarty in the halves. Papali'i, Wolford, Tuppany, that'll be your front row. Hudson Young, Elliot Whitehead in the second row. And I'm saying Corey Horsburgh to start in the thirteen. Yes, we both have Trey Mooney in our team. I'm saying that he probably starts on the bench and probably comes in. Corey Horsburgh is not he does, he's not a big minute forward. So, you know, they could go and bring on Corey Hara and Ira. He'll probably go into second row and Elliot Whitehead will go to lock or Trey Mooney will come on and he'll go into lock. Um, you know, they're going to be running... I think a pretty small bench out of sight outside of one front rower like um Gula. So Horsburgh um might find himself up into the front row, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, so I don't think it's the death of Trey Mooney for a cheapy option. Same sort of f- feeling as um Ray Stone. They'll probably get 40 minutes off the bench and they're 200 K. So go for it if you like. You've got to take some of these um cheap bench forwards and 40 minutes is enough for me, but I think it's going to be Corey Horsburgh to start um, on the bench. I think it's going to be Tom Starling, Corey, however, and Ira Emre Gula and Trey Mooney. Um, I think he's going to jag a spot in that 17. Um, anything different on your end? Absolutely nothing. You've got it the same. We have lined up identical. Oh, so there you go. We'll, we'll save time there. I agree with you. I've got, um, Trey Mooney playing 40 minutes off the bench. I just think it's a no-brainer that they ease him into it and then eventually he'll become the big minute lock forward and he'll be a he'll be a super he feels like a guy that could be a super coach staple in a few couple of years time, doesn't he? Because he's been yeah. a big minute worker. Yeah, and I think he's the future um 13. He, he's a modern he's a modern 13, I think by yeah. and that's something that I think that 
is why we did well last year with um, Adam Elliott. He's sort of that modern 13, not probably as talented a ball player and stuff, but he he can do it. Um, mm. And I think that helped the Raiders. It sort of fixed up an, an issue that we had there. I don't think Horsburgh, I think Horsburgh is probably the second best. I don't see Whitehead as a 13. You know, Corey Harrier and I is not a 13. Tuppany can do it, but I think he's much, much better as a front rower. And I think we need him in the front row, personally. Mm. So I think it's really Trey Mooney, Horsburgh and Whitehead who can share it. But it's not a perfect world situation when Whitehead goes to 13. So um, I think there's probably going to be good minutes there. And I think once he gets in there and starts playing 13, the Raiders are going to look better. Because I think yeah. he's naturally a modern 13. And then that's going to, he's going to, grow into his minutes because of how he plays. He's a modern 13. Um, There's a few sort of names on the outside, but I really think that that's probably going to be the 17. The only worst case scenario thing that could happen is that if Trey Mooney doesn't get the 17 at all for round Mm. one and they go with, they've, they've recruited a couple of people. I think they got um, Sami Solo. Yeah. I don't know. He's probably the one that I'd say screams out to me. You probably, you you wouldn't own him. No, 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 Um, look, the, the names that interest me from the Raiders, it's nothing really from one to nine uh, interests me. Um, Xavier Savage, no, I'm, I'm not going to go there. Kotrick, I put on uh, when I went through the team previews as a bounce back candidate because I know he spent a lot of the year injured. He's 300,000. He's a tackle breaker. I could see a point in the year where he gets up to 500K. Not enough for me to take a risk on. Um, Chris Tomoko, Rapana, no thanks. Whiten, no thanks. Jamal Fogarty, I think, will be a good player for the Raiders this year, but I'm not going to own him for Supercoach. I think there's better options. Um, Zach Wolford, he's going to be in a minute share with Starling, and I don't think you can own either of them. People who went with Starling last year, they were killed by the fact that Wolford commanded so many minutes when he came in right from the start. And I think that's going to be the case this year. It's going to be a real minute share probably. Um, Wolford will get the lion's share. Um, So it puts the kibosh on both of them. Joseph Tappany, he absolutely came out swinging last year as one of the absolute best front rowers in the game. Do we think that um, he's going to get the same this year or is it going to go backwards again? Ricky has um, managed minutes pretty weird at times between his forwards or do you think Ricky's seen the light and just said, this guy's captain material, he's the best front rower in the game. Papali'i is winding down. He starts from the bench sometimes. He volunteers for others to start. Yeah. Um, well, interesting thing last year that he only played 50 minutes a game, roughly, and it was all the PPM. He was just a worker yeah. in the minutes. Well, he got a slight minutes uptick. He got a minute up, yeah. uptick. I think he was 55, 45 up to 55 on year on year. So there was more minutes. I think he'll still get 55 this year, I don't think there's going to be a minutes reduction. Do you think he's going to be at his damaging best, or do you think um, maybe he was just motivated last year? I think he was, you know, he was in a, he's in contract negotiations. Well, look, this is the thing, right? You know, he averaged, I think it was very close to 80 in the back half of last year when he really started to, you know, put, put his name out there for the best prop in the game. He's only priced at a 66 average. So if you if you're willing to spend the big money, you know, and he he resembles even ninety percent of what he was doing last year, it's still pretty good value. It's still a seventy seventy ish early seventies average for a front rower. Yep. And, and we've lost we lost IPAP. So is there anyone yeah. else really better that you can go in there? I don't oh, think so. I have one. I I'm probably more of a Tino fan, yep. just because I think we're going to get to a point where he ends up going to play 60, 70 minutes. As a front row, Tino, Tino, Tino is not even worthy to tie Tuppany's shoelaces. He 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 is he's like Sean uh, O'Sullivan compared to um, Nathan Cleary. That's probably too big. That's too wildly yeah. apart. But don't you be saying Tino's anywhere near as good as Tuppany? I mean, a super coach. I should oh yes, yeah, sorry. Coach. Fine, I'll give you that. Well, actually, he had a ripping year last year, um, Tino, uh, and and that's the thing. Um, but I think Tuppany is the big dog in our pack now. Ricky's finally they've patched up all their nonsense. They're not fighting anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think Tuppany's going to do just as well this year. I think him. That's it. If I was going to go premium in the front row, it'd be one of those two, or maybe yeah. um, Clem. Haas. Nah, he wouldn't go Haas. No. Nah. 
Too much on his Maybe plate, and he's doing an ankle every time he runs on. I've got no interest in Haas this year. Hudson Young was sensational last year. Um, can, can he yeah, can he score as many tries this year? I, I feel more nervous about Hudson Young being able to score as many tries as he did last year than I do Nanai. If you if that yeah. if that explains it to the people out there. So I I don't think that he's gonna regress a whole bunch, but the chances of him being as incredibly try scoring has never been his go. Can he do it again? Maybe, mm. but it's a it's I think it's a riskier prospect than thinking Nanai. The reason why is yeah. because Nanai is so terrific under the high ball. And he gets yeah. unlikely second row tries. You know, Elliot, it, it, I mean, Hudson Young does opportunistic tries. Hopefully that sort of keeps coming this year. But there is a possibility there could be five, seven less tries this year. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, the one thing I could say is that he is blessed with Fogarty as his half, which I think will help him. And, you know, as a nano, I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable with him. But, um, you know, Hudson Young, he could... You know, he could be, he could match the try effort, but he he would need Fogarty to have almost a career year. Yeah, um, Corey Horsburgh, you can pick him in the front row, and I'm tipping him to start in the thirteen. He's four hundred and something. What's his price? Would you take a punt on him? I was talking about um, Flagler Ooh. in that sort of four hundreds. Um, look, the emergence of Tom Gilbert, I think, has shot in a, a front row option that we can all go that we're very happy with, but. The big red nut starting in the thirteen. Any interest? Um, he well, he's basically Tom Gilbert. The same role as Tom Gilbert, yeah. Except you know he's he's only ten thousand more expensive horse, bro. But he's probably not playing as many minutes as Gilbert, is he? Well, you know, I mean, with Trey Mooney, Emre Gula, Corey Harrier, and Naira, like there's, there's three people who can comfortably play block, essentially. Uh, I wouldn't put Gula there, but you know what I mean. Like, there's three people who can comfortably play in the middle. So, yeah, and I mean, look, jo, uh, you know, Josh Papali, Papali'i, I think he's going to play 40 minutes a game now in his later years yeah. of his career. So, I think Horsburgh could be start at 13 and then jump in on his second stint up into the front row with Gula, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think he's probably going to get decent enough minutes, but do you, he, that's an, there's a lot of ifs in there. Whereas there's not so much yeah. with Gilbert, so you know he's just going to be a, you know that Gilbert's going to be like the the forward for the Dolphins for the next five years. You know that they're going to build their forward pack around him. Yeah, whereas you don't know that with Corey Horsburgh, it's more likely Trey Mooney that they build around. Yeah, and Horsburgh's a bit of a – he's a bit of an unpredictable cat as well. So, you know, yeah. Gilbert's a bit more sort of rock solid. Um, Trey mm-hmm. Mooney, I've obviously got there. I think he is somebody that I, I'm willing to take on the bench. If you've got Tom Starling there – um, yeah, he's going to be in the nine. You're going to have Gula going up into the front row, probably Elliot. Oh, sorry, Corey Hallsbury going and joining him there. I think there's enough minutes. I think in that pack, they've got a pretty small bench. So I think he's probably going to do decent enough minutes for you to take a punt on. I wouldn't be surprised if by mid year, he is starting in the 13. And, and that's my honest to goodness uh, opinion. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move it on to, um, where will we go? Uh, Melbourne? yeah, we'll do Melbourne. You can do Melbourne. Go for it. All right. This is round one, remember? So what do you think they're going to line up round one? Round one. Okay. So at fullback, I have obviously Captain Munster, right? He he feels like I I think he's going to line up at fullback and it's going to be interesting because I might just break the team apart for him, you know, because he's that good at that fullback, it, it's ridiculous. I, I don't have the numbers on me right now, and I might look up, look them up whilst you're reading out your team list, but Cameron Munster is someone that's really caught my eye. Um, on the wings, I've got um, Xavier Coates and George Jennings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get to, yep. And centres, Justin Olin, Remus Smith. Five eight, I have Mick Meany and Jerome Hughes. I think Meany's a very serviceable 5'8". He knows that he just needs to give months to the ball. And he's rock solid as well. Um, front row, I've got Kami Kamika and Christian Welch. I've got Harry Grant hooker. I've got Elias Katara and Tarek Sims on the edge. And I've got Josh King as lock. Mm-hmm. Then I have a bench of Tyron Wishart, Nelson Osaka-Solomona, Trent Loyara and Tepai Moroa. 
Rightio. Did you want to go um, with my differences? Yep. Go for it. I've gone Meanie to start in the one. Um, I've just had a little spy of the training and Meanie is at one. I've seen Munster at one too. So, you know, it is a very big possibility that Munster starts in the one. That's the thing. Um, Meanie is a really versatile, I think, in the one and six. So, you know, it's just which player does which one. You know, is it Meanie in the six with Hughes, a nice running 5'8". He's just got to dish the ball off to Munster. Like you said, do your job in there, Meanie. You can do six easy. And Munster is dynamic at fullback. So it's a a big possibility. I actually had Eremiah on on one of the wings uh, with Coates, but it could be George Jennings. Um, I think he was favoured before he got injured, wasn't he? Or did he come in to cover an injury and then got injured himself? No, George Jennings was named there in all of 2020 run, 2021, and then played there in the first game of 2022 and did his knee in the first game. Yeah. So it could be one of those two. Um, George Jennings is cheap, isn't he? Yeah. That's... But I don't know if I want to go Remus Smith and George Jennings. No, and he's not actually a guarantee because I feel like me will go back to the wing. Ah, once. that's right. Yeah, because once Paps yeah. comes back. So, yeah. all right, I get you. Um, all right, Olam and Remus. That's why I've gone, Remus. I'm not excited by him. I think he's probably underpriced five to seven points, probably maybe up to 10 max. And I'm not always excited by outside backs for Melbourne Storm, to be honest. But I think he's going to run mm. out in the centres uh, for round one. And I think he's probably locked into that position for the early part of the year until he, if he buckers it up. So I think you take you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. If there's someone there at that price that you can pick, I'm going to go in. If I'm, if you're not going to pay for a premium, I've got Cameron Munster starting in the six. I I think if um, Pappenhausen looks like he's only a couple of rounds, I think they'll probably for the continuity of the team might just say, well, nah, let's just keep our halves combo together. You know, um, they'll be watching and monitoring when um, Paps is due. If it's a long-term thing, maybe they do go Munster because they're like, all right, well, let's give our run out the best team that we possibly can. But if it's two rounds, well, let's not break up our continuity and let's just go with our halves, how we're going to run them out. Um, Christian Welsh, Harry Grant, obviously in the nine. I've got Nelson to start. Um, Nelson's huge. I know Kamikamika is. But I, I've, I loved um, Nelson starting on the edge to start the game. He's just a ferocious animal of a thing. And I, I reckon um, maybe they just want a little more. They've lost some experience. So I think that he might have his responsibility cap on this year. I think they might have given him the challenge to do that, to be the forward sort of leader with Welsh, then them to, you know, link arms and just be good leaders for the rest of the pack. So I'm tipping him to start. Tarek, I think it makes sense that he, he will start. I mean, he's... The bigger name, he's done a, a lot more in the game, and I think Bally Ake likes a bit of a solid, safe, defending-type second rower. So I think he's locked on to be one of the um, second rowers. I've gone Trent Loyero. Um, He was pretty good, wasn't he, last year? I think he's coming on. Uh, you know, I've I've been on there chatting a lot of people because they saw that I had Alicia Katoa in my team. They're like, look, he's got his defensive issues. Um you know, I think Belly Bellier can grow him into a solid, you know, nice line running edge back rower and work on his defense. I actually saw a bit of footage of them in training, and I think he looks better physically than he's looked since he started. He's looking in terrific shape, Alicia Katoa. But I just feel like Alicia Katoa was signed from another club, whereas um Loriro has done a serviceable job, probably better than serviceable. I think he's been pretty good and growing and getting better. And he's been there for a, a little while. So I think it's going to be him to start. If that's the case, he's cheaper than Alicia Katoa. So do you think it's any other combination that other than Loyero or Katoa? I think you could see Nelson on an edge potentially. So they could, it could go, be Nelson and Sims. It could be, yeah, it could be Nelson and Sims and they could have Kamikamika in the, on the front row and have both Loyero and um, Katoa yeah. coming off the bench. And, and that would be terrible. But you know Nelson in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Starting on an edge, um, but would you would you be no interest in Katoa um, and Loiro if they were both bench? No, none, none. Same. I want them. I want someone to start on the edge. If if one of those two is starting in the edge, I'll have them. I'll have them. Yeah, because I think they're good value. Um, I think um, Josh King in the thirteen. 14, I've got Tyrone Richard. I've got Kamikamika on the bench at the moment. Tepai Moroa. And Alicia Katoa taking up the 17 um, jersey. 
a few things different, but again, I guess in the philosophy, Munster fullback and Meany six, our packs are pretty much the same. I've just got Nelson starting and you've got um, Kamakamika. We've, you, I've got Loiro and, and you've Katoa. got Katoa. Yeah, so there's not too much. But those are things that are up in the air. And when you're doing your team build, that's why I've got Elliot in there because I know he's going to start in the 13. I don't know who's going to be partnering Tarek Sims in the second row. So I'd rather work down from Elliot to one of those guys rather than trying to find the money to get up to him. See, because we're talking about, oh, all right, well, I'll, I'm going to get the money to go up to Munster because I think he's going to start in the fullback. It's harder to try to touch your team and, and go up in dollars. That's why I had to go Jack Hetherington down to Stone to get the money to get you know, Hayes Dunster up to someone else because I was at a real low priced person. Um, moving on to the Sharks. Um, Ooh, as before our last... we move on to the Sharks, oh, yeah, go for it. Yep, Cameron Munster. He played six games at fullback, right, in the last part of last year. Yep. 83.3 average, including yep. a high of 147. Yeah. I mean, it's just such yep. a sexy thing, Munster at fullback. And you know, there's no risk because you know, he's playing in 5'8". You can pick him in 5'8", and he's going to be playing fullback. Yeah. Thanks very much. It's not like a Ponga situation where you, um, you've you got him playing in six, you know, and, and you can pick him if he was dual in fullback. That's not the same. Munster is, if you pick him in six and he's playing at fullback, yummy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think if he was to run out, if, if, we, if we got to TLT and they'd name Munster in the one, I'll have him in my team. Not uh, yeah. it's, it's just like well, I'll have him. I'll go Drop down. To, yeah, I'll everything. go down to old mate who's been picked in the seven for the Titans instead of um. Yeah, instead of Robson, yeah. I'll go Tanner Boyd, and then I'll treat myself to a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, perfect. Moving on to the Sharks. Um, I think that they are pretty settled for a seven team. We'll go through their team. Um, Will Kennedy yeah. in the one, Sione Katoa on one wing. We've got Ronaldo Mulatalo on the other. Talakai uh, and Jesse Ramian in the centers. Matt Moylan in the six. Hines in the seven, that sexy wet-haired man. Toby Rudolph in an eight. I've got um, Blake Braley in a nine. I've got Hamlin Ueli at the moment, but I know he was – was he the one trying to get out of his yeah. – yeah, that got that's gone. He's there. He's at Sharks. He's at, he's the at the Sharks, but I, he might have gone off on the nose, and maybe they start with Royce Hunt because I know that late last year Royce Hunt was starting. Yep. So that's a possibility. But I've got, yeah, I've got Hamlin Ueli at the moment. Um, Britton Nakora, Wade Graham, Dale Finucane in the thirteen off the bench. Cameron McGuinness, Teague Wilton, Royce Hunt, and Oregon Kafusi, a new purchase over there to yeah. the Sharks. What about yourself? Yep. All right. So I think we have very, very minimal differences. All right. So my first difference is I've got Royce Hunt starting over Hamlin Ueli. Yep. Uh, and the second difference I've got is I've got Teague Wilson starting over, over Wade Graham. Yeah. I think that the... the Son, he, he's reaching the door, the twilight of his career. Is that the right term? I think it is. Yeah. And he's now, he's there as the utility, in my opinion. Yeah. Someone who can cover a bit of back row and if required, a bit of lock and if required, a little bit of halves, you know? If, if, and that's if, how I view it. Yeah, if the world is doing it right and, and things are being done correctly for how the Sharks should be running out, that's what they'd be doing with Wade Graham. Whether yeah. they do it is another thing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm going to hope that common sense prevails. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, now, over where well, I didn't, I had me like some of the players from the Sharks that might interest you. Obviously, we know Hines um, is going to be very popular to start the year. I did put that warning there that they're both on the buy in the round 13. But Hines, do you think he regresses in any way from um, last year? Do you think? Is it, can you see anything other than him and Cleary as the top two half, halfbacks? Uh, no, nah, I don't think so. Unless it was a fluke last year for Hines. And I think only 2%, 1% or 2% of me thinks he is. I think Hines will still be, he won't be the number one halfback. He'll be the number two halfback. I think he but will. I think he will be comfortably uh, the guy, the second best halfback in the comp. Yeah. And, and the so, next drop down, I could see it being. More than 10 points, probably. Yeah. Unless yeah. Sam Walker has a massive year. That's the yeah. only way I could see him challenging the other two. Yep. Um, 
I've gone in and put as, as someone who's almost in gun status is Ronaldo Molotalo. He's a terrific finisher. He is, isn't he? Um, and here's the yeah. thing, though. Um, as soon as um, Wade Graham came in last year, it killed Talakai and Mulatalo. So yeah, but what we what we can say is that he came on no preseason. Wade Graham. That, do you think it's got to make a difference to their combinations? A full preseason behind them, don't you reckon? You reckon no? Nah, I reckon Wade Graham's done. This is going to be his last year in the NRL. I think he'll retire after this year. And he'll be actually, in all honesty, he might be lucky to make their full strength 17. It's that good. So, it's a club great. And we'll see because didn't they re sign Andrew Cafeta was a club great. He'd had massive injuries. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, look, Wade Graham was the captain of the club too. So, you know, is he the captain still? He's still the captain? Or, Or is it? Um, I think he's still the captain, but it, yeah, I don't know. But maybe look, I'd be, look. I think Ronaldo's a, a gun, especially if um if if Wilton's in there starting. I think that that things looked better before Wade got out there. I think if he does start, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean as bad as it was last year because they didn't get a chance to practice with each other. Um, what are now, you thinking on T Wilton if he does start? Um, what's his price? Um, T. Um, I like the look of him as a footballer. Four ninety three is around Tom Gilbert's price. You no, know? pretty affordable. Yeah, he is affordable. Um, well, you know, I mean, there's Elliot in there that I've got currently. We we're sort of both of us having our eye on Loiro and um, Alicia Katoa. Yeah. You know, I like the look of Nia Kore if he gets an edge spot there, although there's quite a few mouths to feed. Um, who else is in that sort of price point that you're interested in? You know, um, if you can spend an extra, yeah, if you if you can get an extra few dollars, Nat Butchers one. Mm. Um, oh, he's a bit more now. A bit more now. Yeah, yeah, he's like mid mid five hundreds now with the up up prices. Oh yeah, so he's a good 50, 60 k more than them. So I don't yeah. hate it. Look, if he does get the start, I think they've got a pretty. They've got three of their benches are big big boys. I think they've got. You know, probably you look at the Raiders, and that's why I feel more confident about Mooney because they're going to, you know, you're not going to, Starling can't play back row minutes, whereas Cameron McGuinness can come on and play back row minutes. Wilton can play, you know, edge and, and middle. Royce Hunt plays the middle. Oregon mm. Fusi plays the middle. So there's a lot of mounds to feed in that. Fo- they've got a stronger forward pack, I think, for big yeah. boys. Yeah, they've got more big boys in there to share the minutes. So I'm less. I want to put a red line through Talakai. I think he was an enigma. He played five good games last year. And financially in Supercoach, it was a brilliant move because you could have got him cheap, sold him at 900K, made a huge bank, and then um, escaped all of the mediocre scores for the rest of the year. A lot of people did that. Um, He's not even dual this year. You're not going to touch Talakai and no one's going to fall into that trap again. Um. No, probably not. Unless, of course, you know Wade Graham's not there. You you got to look before you buy. I think this year with him for sure. Yeah, well, I think he he's 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 um the the Tony Stags for me of the Sharks. You yeah. know he's he's a, he's a myth. He has a good game here and there, and and all last year he got picked for Noosa Wales, and I reckon it was because of a five game stint because of what he did to Harper. Yeah, carried him, carried exactly. him last year, and I'm not going to touch him this year. On my notes, um, every year I always say that my first note is always save trades. Every year I play Super Coach because I always run out. It's not my first note this year. Do you know what my first note is? Don't pick Talakai. Don't fall for Talakai. So I'm not touching yeah. him. Not touching him with a ten foot fall. Where? I oh, know that's. Here we go. Oh. Yep. No Talakai. <laughs> yeah. I have got the numbers on T. Gilson. So at, if he, when, when he was playing more than 70 minutes in the back row last year, right? 65.8 average. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's going to get anything close to 70 minutes if he starts. Not really? with not with Cameron McInnes, you know, Oregon Confuci, Fanukan. Fanukan's only going to play like five games this year. Well, that's right. right. Well, so well, if 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 some of them, if Dale Finucane keeps knocking himself out and stuff, well, and Canberra Kinnis comes off that in, and starts, 
Um, yeah, look, it, it's just because Cameron McGuinness is they they go in now they they've got a utility like a Havili who can just play as a running back rower and also cover the um nine. It's not like a Starling. It's different. You know, yeah. forwards outside of, in that when there's got a little that all they cover is the nine. That that those those bench big boys are, are more alluring. I think if he started um and Wade was on the bench, he, he they'd. They take minutes from him. I, I couldn't see him getting more than 55, 60 if he started. Yeah, okay. All right. Maybe he's more one to watch than one to start. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I reckon if he got 70, I'd be all over him. Um, But Teague, Wilton, Royce, Hunt, Kafusi, and now McInnes, who can run. He's a running back, back, back rower. Um, Locke, mm. you know, I just think that there's too many too many guys in that rotation who can take minutes off him. Um, look, how do you see all of these teams going? Um, a lot of people are saying the Storm are done. I I haven't got them done. I think I've got them in sixth for mine. Um, I have the Parramatta Eels seventh, and I've got the Raiders eighth. Um, where have you got the Sharks going this year? I've got the Sharks probably in like, I'm going to say fourth. Yeah, I think I had them. Yeah, and out. Storm, where have you got the Storm? Sixth. Sixth for the Storm, and I don't know if you said it, but the Raiders, where do you reckon? I said eighth for the Raiders. We, everyone eighth. everyone predicts we're, we're not going to be there this year, but they did that last year, and we scraped in. We we beat Melbourne mm. Storm. We got into the second week of finals. Um, You know, yeah. I, I look, they're going to be, I think of... I feel very confident the Sharks and the Storm will be well entrenched in the eight. I don't think that Storm are going to be a top four team this year, and I don't think the Sharks are going to be a top four team. I think as long as the Roosters and South don't lose their best player for half the year, if Latrell's there from round one, this this Bunnies are in the top four. I'll tell you that. Um, and I yeah. think the Chooks, who have been decimated through injuries, what are the chances that they could have as much bad luck? I reckon they yeah. go into the top four um, and they go in there with the Cowboys and with the Panthers and there's your top four. Um, the Sharks just missing out and the Storm just closely behind them. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Raiders will be in a dogfight for eighth and I wouldn't be surprised to see him in 12th, but I'm tipping him in eighth because look at me, I'm here. We, that people can't hit, see yeah. us, but I'm here in Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just in the lime green. So um look, those are the teams how we think they're gonna line up. There's a few things up in the air. Um, you know, te- teams are, are plugged in with these Alessia Katoas. We've got, you know, um Trey Moonies, we've got a few things in there that we're gonna have to keep an eye on in the preseason. And obviously, you know, teams teamless Tuesday is gonna be have some big answers on whether we're gonna sign on for players um and have them in our teams. Um, look, we've had a bit of news in as well that's probably got us to rethink on a few players. Like, um, you know, if you're rocking a, a Hayes Dunster now, I think you probably get him up to someone else. And if Hayes Dunster happens to come in, you know, work your way down to Hayes Dunster. Don't try to get him up. Because if you try to even get up to um, Tyrell Sloan, that's 50, 60K, 50K. Yeah. Which is not easy money to find. So, I would recommend tinkering and getting your lineup settled for players that you know, or that the mail is very strong that they're going to get it. And then if, if someone you're hoping for gets picked, that's cheaper that you were, you had your eye on, you can work it down. Then you'll start finding that you got an, you're like, Hey, I've got enough money in my bank now to go and grab um, Harry Grant. You know, you'll have all that extra money because you know, you're dropping down to players that you want to get. Um, Nathan's, Terrific talking as always. The season's fast approaching. Um, is there anyone else, you know, we obviously know Gilbert, anyone else that we've heard news of in recent times with that's um you know piqued your interest um for Supercoach? Yeah. Tanner Boyd, of course, you know. Yeah, Tanner Boyd. I think that's probably the big one. Back. Yeah, I mean um, um like three eighty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people are people. There, there was a chat that we go, obviously, cheese takes up one, but you have to go another premium because there's no other sensational options. Do you think now with Tanner Boyd that you can go the two midi um, option? Um, I think he can. Uh, yeah, no, I think he can because it does free up your half, your halfback spot to get the gun in like Hines. Um, yeah, I'm just not sure if I'll do it. I just think I'm I'm very rostered on to Harry Grant, yeah. and I like what he can do. Yeah, I was last year, and I know they didn't even play round one. 
him and Munster, but I had them both there and yeah. I sat them for round one. Um, I just think if you're going to not go Harry Grant and you're going to say, oh, well, I, I, I'm not going to go Harry because he's so expensive. I'm going to save money. You might as well go down to Tanner Boyd because what he's going to average as a goal kicking half is probably within reach. You know, I think Robson, um, Cook, you know, they'll be within, well, Cook probably within five of, or seven of, of Harry Grant. And I think um, Robson will be within 10 to 12 of Harry Grant. And I think um, Tanner Boyd, Boyd, 20 probably. Yeah, 15 to 20. So, you know, you, you're you making a 20-point sacrifice to, to to bank 500K. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it is good. Um, Nothing else news-wise of, of anything that we're hearing. I, I brought the hammer back in just, you know, I live up here in Brisbane and, um, you know, they're the... They're not even the Brisbane uh, Dolphins, are they? They're, they're nothing. They're, they're, they're the, the Dolphins. They're the... Yeah, the Dolphins. Um, but I'm hearing and seeing that it looks like the hammer. So, look, I, I've brought him back into my team. We have got some mail out of there that it's a Sean Russell. How much is Sean Russell? He's pretty affordable. He's 340. 340. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing, too, is that Simmonson can't be too far away. I know I, mm. I follow him on the old Instagram, and he's out doing stuff. So he's not yeah. crippled. Yeah, no, it's it's. Yeah, I might just stay away until I know. Um, what exactly if Hayes Dunster features in that back line? You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. Well, that's right. I, I'm just going to put someone else in there, a more expensive player. And if he if he does look like getting the run, it's just going to be hard work if Alamotti doesn't get the run or Hayes Dunster, and you've got those two cheap guys in there. You'll be in a world of hurt trying to get them up to other players. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Nathan, we'll be back with the next three teams. I don't even know who we'll do. Um, the next one's on the ladder. Um, but I hope you enjoyed this, guys, and we'll talk to you again soon, eh? See you then. Cheers, mate. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle. Oh, it is a miracle. Oh, my goodness. 